Hello. Hello, and welcome to Musings from the Mystics. I'm Marnie. And I'm Maria Elena, your guides on this crazy cosmic roller coaster ride we call life. Each episode, we share our perspectives, opinions, and musings on how to enjoy the ride. So join us to awaken, empower, and expand your mind outside of the third dimension. So we are beginning a series called Healing Modalities because, well, Maria Elena and I are both healers. We have different modalities, specialties that we have um, explored and expanded and grown. And we realize that maybe there's many people out there who haven't tried energy healing. They don't know what it is. They have questions. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be doing some interviewing. Um, not only what we do, but also some of our co-collaborators and team members so that you get to know a little bit more about the different healing modalities. So today we have Natalie Flowers. She is a Reiki master. She is a clinical EFT practitioner and a spiritual guide. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. We're so happy to have you. Um, why don't you start by telling us um, some background of what got you into this. So everybody always has a story of why they started energy healing. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so with me, it was no different. I had had some, some health struggles in my life and, um, you would think they would have been the catalyst, but it actually wasn't that it was my personal life. It was my marriage and my relationship mm -hmm. and, I had no clue how to deal with what was happening or um, what I was attracting into my life or why. And I, I started with one day randomly, I looked up, I Googled self-help and I just started reading some books. And then I have two sisters and one of my sisters said to me, have you ever seen The Secret? I was like, no, what's The Secret? Like, <laughs> what's the secret all about? And she's like, there's this movie, go watch it. And so I watched it and it was law of attraction. And I watched it and I was like, nah, it can't be that simple. It's, it's not possible. Um, and, and I am a Libra and I am a researcher mm. and I need to know the why of everything. At least at that point in time, I totally needed to know the why. So, um, I started pulling every reference from the movie and I started reading all the old books that she had said and I started reading like Neville Goddard like I read the really old ones that were written in in the early 1900s that were impossible to read because totally different language at that right. point in time. Oh yeah, interesting. Even though it was English, you know, I, I struggled through a lot of them and then um, through all of that I found Abraham Hicks. Mm -hmm. And that actually really resonated with me. And then from there, I just continued to go on and I could feel it starting to click and I could feel a whole bunch of things working, but I wasn't there yet. Um, and so they led, I, I read like, I don't know, something probably by this point in time, it's like 300 books on wow. spirit, spiritual healing. <laughs> Damn, I thought I read a lot of books. Me too. Goodness. Some research under your belt. I, I do. I do definitely have some research. So that led me, I, I actually, my spiritual guidance is law of attraction based. I have a certification in law of attraction coaching. Um, so that's where that started. And then Reiki kind of introduced itself to me through other people. So I started doing Reiki and then this past year I became a Reiki master. 
And then same sort of thing, like clinical EFT fell into my lap. And the thing that appealed to me at the time with clinical EFT was there's science behind it. Like there's research, there's the American Journal of Medicine that posts all the things, the, the statistical rates on how PT, PTSD is cleared with EFT tapping. And again, there's science behind it. Like there's proven scientific evidence that with weight, Reiki, you can kind of say like somebody like rub your hands together, pull them apart, push them back together. You can feel energy. And that's a little different for everybody. But with EFT, which appealed to me is you can say, look, go pull this reference from the library, look this up. It shows it's like 90% effective in clearing PTSD, helps rewire your brain, does traumatic events. Like I, I found that fascinating. So. And some people need that. They definitely like they, they need to hear that, the, the backing, the scientific stuff. So can we backtrack just a little bit and go into Reiki in a little bit more detail and depth? What is it? Why why did you decide to get certified in it? How, how What does it get? give people? I am also a Reiki master, but we're going to let you talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. And if you want to add anything, feel free. Um, so what appealed to me about Reiki is it's, again, a self-help healing modality. So people go to Reiki masters or Reiki people thinking, oh, you're going to heal me. <laughs> That's not quite how it works. It's never, it's never how that works. <laughs> right, right. So what appealed to me is there are spiritual attunements that come with being a Reiki master that help you open up to channeling. And so as a Reiki master, that's what I do. I channel energy and help give it to the person who's there with me and then they choose what to do with it and where it goes. Um, one of the books, there's a, there's a saying that said, Reiki goes where Reiki knows. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, if I have a client that comes in and says, Oh, I hurt my back. Can you give me Reiki on my back and fix my back? I can give you Reiki <laughs> and I can channel it through me. But if you're actually having some sort of message or some sort of blockage or something going on in your body that is now manifesting as back pain, the Reiki is going to go to the source of the problem, mm. not necessarily fix your back pain at that point in time. Right. So it's intelligent energy. It is intelligent energy. And it's, it's hard to describe that to people who want to come in and say, Oh, I hurt my back. Fix it. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I will give you some <laughs> healing energy and we'll see what happens with mm -hmm. it. And for some people it does work if that's their only issue. And it was randomly just like a sprained back with no ulterior motive. Right. Um, then that will work, but it's not always the case. Yeah. So, um, that's the, and, and, and Reiki for me has become a little more intuitive too. Like I can hear my guides and they'll say, spend a little extra time here or when a session is over. And I always ask clients if they want to hear the messages. Sometimes they'll say yes. Sometimes they'll say no, but like you've had a client say no. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I have, I have, I have really? had a client say no. She said, I'm not ready for this yet. I just wanted the energy. Wow. I said, think about it. I, I will message it to you if you want to hear. And she's been back to me and she never wanted to hear that first message. But most people do say yes all I, the time. I was like, I've never had anybody say no. <laughs> and, and a lot of times I'll get like colors for the chakras. Like I just had a client recently and they were like, they needed to embrace blue. 
thoroughly needed to embrace Blue. Like there was a truth that they needed to get out mm. that they were not allowing out. And whether it be exactly with themselves or with someone else, I wasn't exactly clear on that part of the message, but it was do some work with your throat chakra. Interesting. So that's a little extra. That's not a typical Reiki experience to have colors come through. That so this is the intuitive part you were talking about that is yes. kind of become more natural yes. way of doing it. Yes. Because in Reiki there is obviously this this set of hand positions and set of symbols and set of uh, Japanese words that are to be used and all of that. Um, and I've noticed, and I don't know if you do anything different like this, I've noticed a lot of Reiki practitioners will add gemstones to the healing practice or they'll, I had another woman, um, who actually added like tarot card reading with it. And I was like, how interesting is this? So I think there is some, like some, um, leeway and some freedom with how you express there are Reiki healing modality. There absolutely is. And I do typically use some crystals. I normally always have clear quartz in their hands to help amplify the energy. Mm -hmm. um, there's normally black tourmaline at their feet to help get rid of anything that needs to clear out or be flushed away. Um, depending if it is a pain in the back or in their body, I'll have a rose quartz there to help with that little area. So. It is very intuitive, and, and I actually always have a deck there. Somebody actually says, hey, can you pull me a card? Oh, I so, love that. So if somebody was like, okay, I don't know what kind of energy healing I need, what would you say Reiki is best for? I would say Reiki is best for starting to get in tune with your body. Mm. Um, as far as the pains, the aches, or just feeling like... I don't have energy flowing from my toes up to my head and just figuring out some things. It's also very good for relaxation mm -hmm. um, and a bit of grounding. So I think if you're starting into energy healing, it's a good place to start. Yeah, I always call Reiki a, the gateway. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's the gateway healing modality. Yes. I would <laughs> for, agree with For that. not only for people who are practitioners, because I think it was one of the first things I learned as well, but for people who are new to... Like, I don't know. I've heard about this. I want to try something. I think it's a really beautiful energy to experience. And it's a, a great gateway into. And it's so well known. Uh, well, compared. Comparatively. To, right. Absolutely. So it's even people... showing up in hospitals. Like, yeah, it is. It is. There, there was a big, um, and I read one of her books, Raven Keys was a big Reiki master and she helped clear the space around 9-11 and the site and she did Reiki oh, for some cool. of the survivors and things like that. Mm -hmm. So back as far as 9-11, it, it's becoming more mainstream right. at this point in time as well. Interesting. So that's how you began. So let me ask you, did, how's your relationship with your husband now? <laughs> <laughs> because that's why you started this journey. <laughs> it, it is. And it's funny because I think we were, we're both on a spiritual path together. Um, and he's opening up to this stuff as well. You know, some some people are like, they have spouses who who are like, you do whatever you want. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and he's asking questions now and he's opening up to it. So we're kind of going through some of this stuff together. Oh, so I love that. It's That's improving. Awesome. And I have a 14-year-old son who I've brought up with this because I've been doing for six, seven years. So he's a little more 
forgiving with it, I guess is the right <laughs> word to say. Like, he doesn't want to tell his friends what his mom does, but at the same point in time, if there's something bothering him, he'll say, you know, can you help me with this with your tools? Oh, I love that. Yeah. So you want to dive into more about the clinical EFT, because of course we've all heard of tapping um, and, you know, everybody's sitting around tapping themselves. <laughs> so tell us more about that. So tapping, tapping is a good stress reliever just in itself. So if you're feeling stressed and you haven't learned how to do some breathing or anything like that, you can tap through the points. There are specific points. Tapping is based on acupuncture, acupressure. Mm -hmm. So it's been around for a while um, and you have meridians running through your body and there's key points to tap on that help your body relax and relieve a little bit of stress. So the difference between just tapping and clinical EFT tapping is you're doing exposure therapy and you're doing cognitive therapy with both of them. So you tap the specific meridians through a body to get somebody to relax. But then you're actually focusing in on a problem, which at first seems a little counterintuitive, <laughs> but you have to get to the problem to bring up the emotion. And that's where the root of everything is stored in your body and you want to get rid of that and release it. So one of the big things is for people that don't remember traumatic events, mm -hmm. um, the clinical EFT, again, it's a long certification to go through. I felt like it was getting a master's degree. Um, <laughs> but, but there are certain things you figure out as you're doing this. And if it's too traumatic, you focus on a sensation in the body as you're tapping. And you focus on what does that feel like? Does it have a color? Does it have a texture? And then you focus in on that. And once the body relaxes a little bit as you tap through the color and the texture and you do one or two rounds of that, you can then, most times the client will say, oh my goodness, I totally forgot this. When I was three years old, X, Y, and Z happened. And then you can focus in on that problem and go through the tapping points and help them release it. That's the problem with YouTubing tapping. <laughs> if, if you just go and, and it will help you, it will help you in that moment, but it won't get to the root. And the other problem is even if you YouTube tapping and you can sort of do it, if those traumatic events come up, you may not be equipped to deal with those yeah, traumatic events. Yeah, you're not events. supported. Right, You're exactly. on your own in the right. same boat. Right, because those things, like a lot of emotions come up. People cry, people get, like they can't speak. That's why it's good to have a coach there to say, okay, even if you can't speak, keep tapping. I'm gonna say the words for you. I'm gonna get you through this. And then clinical EFT has also developed where they use, um, EMDR techniques, mm -hmm. which are eye movements. So there's a whole separate procedure. So if somebody can't do an eye movement clearly in a circle, that's a key to the practitioner that there's there's stress there, there's trauma there. Oh, that and is then interesting. You dive in deeper and you keep going until they can make a full eye circle without skipping a. a we typically do them in quadrants without skipping a quadrant, uh -huh. and then you know that you've helped release that trauma. And there's trauma that's that's way deep that even one session it'll it'll be less, but it can still come up again. So until you get to the 
original root of the problem, it can continue to come up. And again, somebody that's just trying to fix this, fix this on their own may not be able to figure that part out. So really, this is for deep trauma, PTSD, significant things that I just can't get over it. I just can't release it. I just, I'm tired of dealing with this thing. It, it is clearly for that, but it's also, there's also something that we call psychological reversal, mm. which means that you had a traumatic, traumatic event when you were, let's say, three years old, but you can speak about it without having ever dealt with it like it was nothing, like, oh yeah, my father abused me or my mother beat me. And you just speak just like we're speaking and say that. I've talked to a lot of people that, that talk like that. Right. Just... So there's actually some movements. It's called the cross crawl. If they can't do that with this situation, that means they're psychologically reversed, which means that it's still stored in their body and they haven't figured out how to deal with it. Wow. So there's, and I could, I could show you to the audience isn't going to get it, <laughs> right. but there's, there's a couple things that's body movements like, Oh yeah, we talked about that. Things like that. Mm-hmm. If they can't do certain movements, oh wow, that means they're technically psychologically reversed. Now, if they can talk about it, but they've been in therapy or they can deal with it, that's that's, that's a totally the, yeah. different thing. But if this person is coming to you saying, "I have this problem. I'm struggling in my life. I don't really know what it is," and this instance comes up, and you have them do the movements and they can't do it, that's that's your problem. That's where you need to dive in and dig in deep and figure out what's going on with it. I love that. So it's like, um, it's like therapy, but they're proactive therapy. I, I am not against therapy. I had a therapist for years. I loved her. We could have totally been best friends. And I think there's also something really limited about psychotherapy, which is how many times can you talk it to death? Like, because, because energy does get trapped in our body. The talking isn't enough. Right. So I love I love energy work in combination with either coaching or therapy or something like this clinical EFT because it actually goes deeper. It, it does, and you can release it from your body, which is the important thing. Absolutely, and it and we you were just talking, Marty, like PTSD and big traumatic events. But I think I told you the story, which you we sort of all heard some version of it. It could it could be something as simple as. You're three years old and you are so excited that your mother's coming home and you, you want to show her how much you love her and you get out your crayons <laughs> and you make her this beautiful picture and you're so excited and you pull her in to show it to her and she screams at you because it's on her dining room wall. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, right. But here you are, yeah. you are three, and you're like, I just want to show you how much I love you. Mm-hmm. This is so magical. This is so wonderful. Look at this beautiful thing. And she's screaming at you. And you're like, wait, I, <laughs> I want to show her how much I love her. And she's screaming at me. Yeah. Like, and that, you don't get time to process it. You don't get time to cry about it because we're all taught, don't cry, hold it in. And so that's something that's automatically stored in your body that you would never know until you have symptoms or something happen and you can get to the root of it. So I bet that's why most people have creative blocks because they colored on a wall. 
They thought they were making this amazing like, masterpiece, and then they got... Okay, everyone needs clinical EFT to release their creative blocks around yep. drawing on the walls. Yep. But, it, but it could be something as what we would call simple as that. You right. know, all kids, not all kids, there are a lot of people who are opening up to this, so I think that the younger generations are getting some benefits for this, but we were all taught, like, suck it in. You can't have a temper tantrum out in public. Like, right. you're going to embarrass your parents. Right. So then you're not allowed to process through your emotions mm-hmm. and know that crying is a release. Right. And it's okay to have a temper tantrum and it's okay to cry. And if you're not allowed to do that, those get stored in your body. And that's a traumatic event. Absolutely. So yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Do you have any other like interesting stories? That oh. you can share without sh- without sharing names. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I um, I have I have a client, an older client, and they are very stoic, and they are not emotional. And after a couple of sessions of EFT, they said, "I can't believe that I cried in front of you, <laughs> and I can't believe." I, I don't even know what this is doing, but this the next time they came back, they were like, this was fabulous. Um, so there's, there's a couple like that. I also had another client who said something very similar. I've been in therapy for 15 years and three sessions with you, and I've never felt this way. Wow. So there, that says a lot right there. It does. And it, as a practitioner, it makes you feel good. It's yeah, like, okay, absolutely. I'm actually doing some good. Right. I'm helping somebody. And that proves so. my point of, you know, therapy can be really beneficial, but I think no modality really, Western medicine, psychotherapy, energy healing stands alone. Right. We have to, we have to combine things because we're a whole being. We're not just a body. We're not just a mind. We're not just emotions. We're not just energy. We're all the things. Um, So I love this uh, exploration of different healing modalities. Well, and the thing with clinical EFT too, the clinical portion of it, again, it's um, recognized by the American Psychiatric Association. There are licensed therapists who are starting to bring people in who are certified to help with that because it is. It's... Mm -hmm. Clinical EFT is technically more energy healing, um, but they're combining it with traditional therapies. Love that. Yeah. So is that the spiritual guide? You want to go into that a little bit more as part of your title is also spiritual <laughs> guide, which I think we end up being, don't we? <laughs> we do. Well, and I think I think the spiritual guide is is the intuitive part that's coming in. Again, I was certified as a law of attraction coach. Mm-hmm. Um and, and the law of attraction, which some people may or may not know, basically it's it's a little bit like karma. What you put out is what you get back. But what most people don't know about law of attraction is it's everything you think. And even though you may not realize you're thinking something, those thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. Positive, negative, whatever you connotation you want to give it. Yes. Um, well, I was just, I was teaching a class last night and that's one of the things I talk about is only 5% of our actions are actually conscious. Our linear, our linear logical thinking is in that 5%, but 95% of our actions, our beliefs, our stories, our dreams are all in the subconscious. So law of attraction is great. If you can get the subconscious to be equal to the conscious. Correct. 
So that's Correct. why the coaching is helpful. Yes. And, and I, one of my mentors at some point in time called it autopilot. Yes. And that's the, like, you're on autopilot in your day. What happens? Like, we've all done it. You were leaving your house for work and you got to work and you're like, how did I get here? How did I get yeah. here? Right. Like, I didn't run any red lights. Did I? Like, <laughs> because you're on autopilot because you know how to get there, but you're not paying attention to what you're thinking while you're on that autopilot. Again, conscious, subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's it can go either way. It's those things, but they make a big difference. Yeah, um, for sure. We talk a lot, Marie-Eline and I, about curating your words, really paying attention to the language that you're using. What are you saying? What are you thinking? Because all of that matters. And I think clinical EFT really plays in that realm as well of being really conscious about the thoughts, the feelings, it does. It does. And clinical EFT, I mean, I and I think all energy healing, you're rewiring your brain anyway. Yeah. Um, but there's there's definite I don't even know what the word is, but there's there's definite things that come out of doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um so the spiritual guidance is again, it was originally based for me based on law of attraction. Um I've moved a little bit further into more of the energy and listening to your intuition and and what's coming up from the subconscious to help again that's reiki with the messages like Mm -hmm. do you want to hear these messages because they're coming through i can give them to you like your throat chakras blocked here's some ways you can embrace it and you know embrace the color blue but get your truth out there and speak your truth i think there's a lot of us that are so concerned with what other people think Mm, and absolutely. It's, in, it's ingrained in us. It's in, it's almost ingrained in us to be people pleasers. Um, taught from a very young age, like the temper tantrums that we were just talking about. Don't cry in public because you're going to embarrass me. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with you. It's me. Right. So it, we have a lot of that in our systems and the intuition, like listening to yourself, like, no, um, there's a quote from a book that my husband and son, if they listen to this, they're going to laugh hysterically, but it's on, (laughs) it was on my fridge and now it's in my office, but it, it, the, the book was called, I think the book was called not nice. Um, (laughs) but it says you are not responsible for other people's feelings, right? Like you can't control how they feel. And if they want to blame you and say, you're making them feel this way, okay, maybe you weren't nice about it, but they're choosing what to do with your words. They're choosing to store it in their bodies. They're choosing to let it bother them or not let it bother them. You always have the option to let it go and say, I don't care what other people think. Yeah, that's probably, that's difficult for a lot of people. It's difficult for a lot of people, but on the same instance, like if it was somebody you didn't know that called you on the phone and say, hey, I don't know you, but I'm never talking to you again. Okay. I don't okay, care. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See you later. But Why did you call me? Right. <laughs> if, if it's your mother, father, mm-hmm. sister, brother, you know, and they call you and say, I'm never talking to you again. You're like, oh my goodness, what did I do? What's, what's wrong? Instead of, oh, okay. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can make that choice. And a lot of us have a lot of that, me included, to get through. I'm always telling my clients, I'm a coach as well. And I'm always telling my clients, nobody actually cares what you're doing. 
we think that people care, but nobody, they're too worried about what you think about what they're doing to worry about what you're doing. It's like when you go to the gym and you think everyone's looking at you, right. but no one's really looking at you. They're worried about, are you looking at them? Like, right. and, and how am <laughs> I looking? Or like, how do I, yeah. Right. Do I look good on the treadmill? Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody looks good on a treadmill. Right. <laughs> it's so true. true but but that's that's a lot and even society and I mean we've inherited a lot of our beliefs from our forefathers whoever it may be whether it's you know whether you're looking at a global scale or down to a personal level you know uh, you were trained from your parents they were trained from their parents and things haven't changed in all those years Mm -hmm. until somebody steps up and says no, nah, I don't want it to work this way anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the way it should be. And so that, and that I help my clients with that. Like, empower yourself. Self worth, yes. self worth is a big, big thing for all of us. Yeah. So definitely, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, so I try to, I try to incorporate all those things, no matter what modality I'm using. Mm-hmm. I incorporate all those things. You know, peace and grace for ourselves is is the foremost thing for any of these things. Um, And even when you start, or when I start a clinical EFT session, I start with a breathing technique Mm -hmm. and I start with like a heart coherence meditation just to ground my clients before we even start getting into anything. And then they tap themselves, right? They tap themselves. You just tell them where to. Correct. It's kind of like, it's, it's, it's something that could not be done like just through a voice message or through a microphone. You have to witness them. I do do appointments through Zoom, um, and in person is fine. But but they follow me as a coach. Like okay. I show them all the points to tap. And typically, if I'm going to go to a different procedure, like there's there's basic tapping points, but we have alternate tapping points, and we have it's called a nine gamut procedure, which incorporates the eye movements, like. Before I take them to that, as we're tapping, I'll say, all right, we're going to go through the next session. Just follow along with me. Just watch what I do. If, if you need some guidance or tweaks, I'll show you how to do that. But it takes them through the whole movement system. Cool. So you're guiding them every step of the way. They don't have to, like, remember anything. Correct. Correct. But the good thing is, too, that once, once you learn at least the tapping points, you can use them yourself. Like, if you're having one of those anxious moments and oh my goodness, I just got in a fight with coworker, whatever, you could tap through the points to give yourself a couple minutes to relax. Like, again, if you can't remember the breathing technique, you have a tapping point that you could use or any of those things. So is that just basic tapping? Is that like resetting the nervous system? It is. It's, it's, it's resetting a lot of things. It's uh, rewiring your neuropathways. Um, it's... It's so, it's actually almost hard to explain because it's so complex with all the science that's behind it and all the books that I read. Um, Sum it down. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, paraphrase. It is, it's, it's the, it's rewiring your circuits in your body, in Mm -hmm. your brain specifically to be able to release the traumatic event and realize that you almost gain a new perspective. There will be a lot of clients that, let's say, were tapping through something that, I, I don't know, let's say it was from their parents and there was something, there was a traumatic event. Let's go with the three-year-old and the drawing on the wall. At the end of the session, they are typically in a state where they will rephrase 
what happened and that's one of our key points to know that something was released too when they rephrase it oh. um they will say she didn't know any better she was doing with the best that she could at the mm-hmm. time if it was their mother like she was doing the best that's what she learned she didn't know any better and they're able to rephrase it there's also some physical signs like yawning which is a big one in energy of release anyway mm-hmm. yawning is a big sign um crying obviously but those are all things that were taught to be embarrassed of at some point in time but they're releasing and you can see the physical ch- changes you can see like visibly shoulders relaxing Mm -hmm. or they're smiling or they can even laugh about something. So you can definitely see all those different things happening and you know that it's happening in your brain or their brain because of the science behind it and all the neuropathways. And yes, they're rewiring and they can look at it and say, yes, it happened. I know why it happened and it's okay. They were doing the best at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's a long summation, but <laughs> <laughs> well, as I understand it, because I think we kind of skipped this part. As I understand it, when we have a traumatic experience and we store it in the body, and then we're triggered by something, it basically is like a recording, and it replays, and our body has the physical response all over again of that three-year-old trauma. Yes, and that's part of why we say getting to the root of it. So, yes, thank you for saying that, Marty. <laughs> Again, there's a lot to go through. There is, Um, yes. But yes, that is part of why if you're just tapping yourself and you're like, oh, this other driver really ticked me off. They cut me off and I like lost it. I totally lost it. Why did you lose it? Is it really just that driver? Because it's probably not that driver. It's probably. And that's why we go for emotions. So let's say, let's say you come to me and you say, somebody cut me off. In traffic the other day I screamed at them I gave them the finger like I I was I I blew up and it was extreme very extreme and so they want to work on that and that's fine but then you say okay that extreme anger where do you feel that in your body and let's say I don't know it's in the pit of my stomach okay in the pit of your stomach what does that feel like it feels like just a big empty hole okay, let's focus in on that big empty hole and we tap through the big empty hole. And then as we're tapping through, I'll say, have you ever had that feeling before? Yes. Do you remember the first time you ever had that feeling? Mm. Um, And then even if they can't remember, we have them guess because 99% of the time their first guess is the correct guess anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's part of it too. So guess the first time, okay, that's your problem. That's what you need to tap on. And there will be many more emotions that come up with that particular incident at whenever the first time was. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so when they go and they deal with that first time, does that mean that now from this time forward, that the, they're not triggered as much or not at all? or It depends on how deeply rooted it is. And if the first time wasn't the most traumatic time. Let's say, for example, we'll go something dark. Let's say it's abuse. So if you get them to remember the first time they were abused by whoever or whatever it was, but the first time they weren't really traumatized by it, you have to go further into the emotion and say, okay, this was the first time, but what's the most triggering time for you? Mm -hmm. And that's how you can get. So it's kind of like, um, 
they describe it in in the course in the certification course as a tabletop with table legs so you have a big issue on your tabletop but there are a whole bunch of legs that are different emotions that hold up that tabletop mm. interesting but if you can get to the main one the most triggering one and and swipe that away the rest of the table will collapse so it depends on if you actually get to the root of the problem if you can't get to the main one, it will definitely lessen and it will cause them to say, okay, I know this has happened before and they can sort of remember so that the next time they come see you, oh yeah, I remember this one was really triggering. Like, I don't know, I couldn't move for days or something like the first mm -hmm. one was like, I didn't really know what was happening. But the next, the third time I was like, I couldn't move or couldn't walk or couldn't something. Mm -hmm. That's their triggering event. Gotcha. So it's 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 not always easy getting to the to the one that will collapse everything else but yes that's so how um average and i know this will be a gross average but a, an average to how many sessions does it take somebody to work through a particular issue because i know we can we could go on and on and on <laughs> right because we've lived a lifetime of traumas um it depends on how willing the person is to explore the issue. So they may touch on, again, if it's the abuse the first time, that wasn't that much, but they're not ready to talk mm. to you about that third time. And we do have different ways of getting into that third time that's traumatic without having them retell it to you. Like we have a, almost like an imaginative thing that you can play it in your mind without telling me what the trauma mm -hmm. is. So there like are ways, screen. yeah, you kind of have to, to feel out a client. Most things are going to be, if it's, if it's like a PTSD, like I've had this for a while, I would say probably five sessions. That's not bad. No, it's not, it's not terrible. And again, it depends. I mean, if your client is willing to open up and tell you everything on the first, right. it's possible that it could be cleared with one. Or somebody could just come to you about all the things they've experienced. Most people have had a shit show of life. Right? This is very true. <laughs> wheelbarrow full of trauma. We yeah. gotta, right. I'm parking my wheelbarrow on your lawn, Natalie, for the next year. Right. The, <laughs> the, the difference with, with energy healing is I won't let my clients come back within X number of days because when we leave something if we can't resolve it in a session we end the session with saying i honor the work i did i can work on this anytime i want i'm free to work on this in the future whenever i feel like it so we leave them in a little bit better place um for them to work on again but could go could go either way right <laughs> have you ever had anybody you couldn't help not so far. Yeah, I, you I, do. I know. I, I have not. I have not. Um, now, again, this is not a medical. I am not a licensed physician. Mm -hmm. I am not, you know, we have to say all of our disclaimers. Yes. And there's a waiver that you sign to do these things. But if, if there is somebody, and, and in the certification, we're trained to recognize, like, this is beyond my scope. You need to call an actual licensed person mm -hmm. and deal with them. Um, so we have the ability to refer as well, but it doesn't mean you stop therapy with me or, or tapping or right. any you of could those just things. Add you can just add, add it. it. Mm -hmm. Has that happened before? Have you had anybody like that? Not yet. Uh, not yet? Not yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> Natalie keep... is amazing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! 
I've, I've seen examples of it, and I've heard stories of people who have had to. Um, but I haven't. And I hope I don't anytime soon. <laughs> have you seen people from like military with that type of level of PTSD or that? Type? I ha- I do have one client. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. So, and it's it's interesting because even even the veterans associations are recognizing it and looking Thank goodness. for I know. Yeah, looking that's, for ways to help good. these people with these, with these huge traumatic events mm-hmm. that again they're stored in their bodies, so they're going to have other symptoms whether they realize it's from that or not. They're having yeah. a physical symptom. Yeah, I just did a sound bath for the Wounded Warrior Project, and um, I this would have been amazing for them to each get a a session, you know, to to get just get introduced to it and begin to do some healing. Well, and I offer group sessions too. So if somebody, oh, if, that's if there's a group, we can do it for a group. The difference with a group versus an individual session is it's more generalized. Right. Um, so you can still help calm down and release a little bit of stress. You're not necessarily going to get to the root of whatever a specific problem is. Um, but it'll give them some tools to deal with the stress that's everyday life that they can release some of that. That's great. Wow. Fascinating. I know. I want a session. <laughs> I want a session. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm the, so we're the whole time I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about like what will come up in my session. Like I'm so, yeah, I'm ready to do one. Well, and, and it is good again, because you don't have to focus. You do eventually focus on the problem, but you start with sensations. You start with pain in the body. You start with a feeling. Yeah. You start with something. Cause that's like how that. people probably generally come in. It's just, I have this pain, physical pain, right? Right, or even I, I have this going on, but I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've done therapy. I've tried this. I've tried that. I'm, I'm looking for whatever is actually going to help me. I guess so. a lot of people that come our way are like that, like last, not last resort, but kind of like I've tried everything right. else. I've so. been seeing doctor for years. I'm yeah. on this many medications, prescriptions, blah, right. blah, blah. You know, the interesting thing is, is that from an energetic standpoint, we are first trauma moves into our energy field like it's out in that farthest field first and then it moves into the mental field and then it moves into the emotional field and then it hits your body so you've missed three signals before you finally got to the body so yeah you're gonna have it's gonna take a little bit of work if it's already hit the physical at this point there's there's a lot of layers to healing which is why i think the energy healing is so important because it is part of you miss that layer first (laughs) exactly it's it's exactly like an onion and Mm -hmm. and once you peel back something it doesn't mean that you're not going to have something else either i it's it's kind of like okay i'm trying to fix this problem and i'm open open to fixing this problem and once I release it, that may mean like, okay, now I'm ready to deal with the, the next, next problem. problem. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Which we all have layers. We yes. all do. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any other questions, Maria um, Elena? I don't think so. That was, that was wonderful. Very fascinating. Thank you. I can't I can't wait to have a session. So we're gonna drop um, Natalie's contact information and her link. Um, if you're not local to do a Zoom session with her, if you're local, she actually works here out of um, the retreat, which will be changing its name, but that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't wait for that. For one. now, for now, it's the retreat. For but. right now, it's the retreat. 
Um, yeah, she works out um, with us and um, in this amazing space. And so uh, we look forward to you trying it out um, or at least contacting her if you have some questions about it. Um, so we'll drop all that information in the in our uh, description underneath. Perfect. Thank you all for having me. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so Natalie. much for sharing. I feel like I I now really understand. I mean, I understood, but now I really understand because I I took a tapping certification, but and it was pretty basic. But the in the depth of of the clinical piece and being able to coach people through that is yeah really awesome. And for you people who are like, no, I'm all about the science. Here you go. She's got that science. <laughs> She's got the science it. to back it up. <laughs> I do. I, perfect. Well, on my website, which um, I think you'll post I too, will. there is a link to all the science and all the journals and everything that backs oh, it up it. That's, that's posted. There you I go. Have those that's, on there. That's great. That's great for those of you who really, really need it. Need, yeah. need the science to <laughs> right. back it up. I hear you. I get it. We just want you to get started, right? right? And into into the wonderful world of energy healing. That's right. All right. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Marnie, audaciously questioning everything. And I'm Maria Elena, whimsically guiding you on your way.